Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. There you go. Get off, partner. <laughs> My teeth are clean. Get the fucking echelon shit up in the air. Your brother face with hard luck. Face 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 with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Your brother face with hard luck. Face 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 with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting next to me is my co-host, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, Elegant barbarian up in Santa Monica once again. Yeah. <laughs> and on sound, old blue eyes himself. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer. Oh, oh. the hard luck show. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We got yeah. big pick Mike in the house today. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. We got a special show Bionic. today. We got a special show today. <laughs> we do. Uh, we have a guest on, a very, very uh, illustrious, talented, multi-talented gentleman by the name of Nate No-Face. We want to welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. You brought your uh, beautiful second half with yes. you. Would you like to introduce her? Valerie Bauer. She's, yes. Uh, she's my Hi. partner in it all. My yeah, Valerie. Welcome Val- to the welcome show, to Valerie. Welcome to the show, Valerie. We'll let him do the talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. That's what they all say. <laughs> we'll see. Nate, I got to tell you. Uh, now, listeners, Nate yeah. is uh, pretty close friends with uh, with my bro, uh, Esteban Oriol. They've been right. working together for a while. Yes. Nate's been a... Uh, um, Definitely a face of of a lot of different things. He he's a big promoter of Joker brand. Uh, works with Esteban on multiple things. Um, you've probably seen him on his page in Joker ads. Uh, musician, writer, like you do a lot of things. And I got to tell you, we've had a couple different uh, people write in and DM to the show that you would be a, a great guest. Oh, dope. So when I, I I hadn't we hadn't formally met, and then we met briefly. The other night at the Soul Assassin yes. 30th anniversary, and it was an opportunity for me to invite you onto the show. Thank so you. I'm glad you came down. Well, thank man. you for inviting me. I love it. Yeah, yeah man. I love the show. Yeah, Honored and Stevon speaks very highly of oh, you. Oh, man. man, I love Estevan. Yeah. I mean, he's so good to me and been good to me and helped me with some tours and with the Joker, lining me up with Joker and introducing me to other people and then hooking me up with you guys. Yeah, he's been nothing but a blessing to me. Yeah. Awesome. So wh- why is it Nate No Face? 
It started because uh, I think I'm looking at you. You have a face. <laughs> yeah, you do. Have a face. You have a face. You got Everyone. a big mustache. Yeah, yeah. Very, very manly mustache. You got mustache. good brocha. That, I think that's why Stevan likes him so much. Right. Solid ass brocha. Yeah, that's real it. one. Undeniable. My, my boys even tell me nothing took off for me until I grew it. So yeah, like, man. Yo, exactly. yo, yeah. But uh, it started back in like the MySpace days. I would make music and. Uh, I was always too shy. I made music since I was like 17, 18. But when MySpace came along, I, I, maybe I was in my tw late 20s or something, I started posting. I would never share, show nobody I made music. I would do it in my room. You had to be a close friend of mine to know I did it. Because I, I didn't come from a circle of friends who did music or anything creative. I was definitely the weird one amongst my pack. Were you raised with by a bunch of accountants? Or? Uh, no, but just straight blue collar no dreaming, man. You go get money, you go get a job, or you go, you hustle, you do something. But dreaming of, you know, of or doing something in the arts is like crazy. Mm. Like, so wait a second. So you're making music in private? Yeah, my brother, you start, well, it started making hip hop. Like, I, I, and I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and back then. Sammy the Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he went mm. to Phoenix, but uh, yeah, yeah. But you couldn't, uh, I, like, I loved hip hop, and now uh, coming from Tucson, like most of my friends are listening, they're, you know, California music or Texas was really a big influence in Tucson. I loved East Coast rap. I was a huge fan. And so I was already strange with that. So I wanted to make East Coast rap, but you couldn't even buy that type of gear in Tucson at the time. So uh, I had to order my SP 1200 from the back of a source magazine. From Brooklyn Basement, it was called. So, yeah, I was making hip-hop beats. Some of my friends would uh, see me doing that. My brother would always get pissed, like, show the world you're doing that. And I never did. So when MySpace came along, I started throwing music on there. And it started kind of taking off in the little Tucson scene. And people, but I never told no one it was me. Like I even had some homies who were like raging me, like when we'd be out at a club, and they didn't even know it was me. So it just I would change the names, and then finally, when I kind of aired it out that it was me, I just went with Nate. No so you were kind of like Batman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love Batman. Yeah, yeah. Right, like <laughs> private, just re you know, regular guy in private, just yeah, fighting crime all over the city. <laughs> it took me a long time to show people that I was making music, just because I'm so shy with it and. Like I said, I had friends or not be like, that's just a waste of time. What are you doing, man? Like, how long? How long ago did you come here from Tucson? I've been here maybe about uh, 2000, right when 11 was turning to 2012. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So about about 10, ten years. Yeah, ago. I lived here for one year, uh, interning at Music Studios, 1999 to 2000. How was that? It was dope. I mean, I came, I went to Conservatory Recording Arts in Phoenix, and then to finish that and for you to become a graduate, you got to do uh, intern hours at a music studio. So right. I was like, my buddy was going to USC, so I was like, let me go out to LA and try. But in the end, it, I wasted my time. I wasn't serious about it. Like I didn't. Even, I think I went and asked for Skip Sailors to intern. He couldn't. So then next thing I know, I was just having friends write off hours. I was, it was a fuck up. Like I didn't. Uh, passionately pursue it so but i kind of wasted studio? that year. like you're at capital Records? no i was skip sailors is one that i went to go intern at yeah he, he couldn't use me and then i think i did a couple days at one in burbank and then i was just like i was a dumbass back then still doing dumb shit so i was like fuck that i'm just had my buddies write uh hours saying i interned at their personal music studios and, and got so my during all that time what the fuck were you really doing just driving around Hollywood. Like, I just, coming from Tucson, I, I came up here, 
And uh, I would seeing. Oh, that's it. I loved it. I would sit in my I was car cruising. Uh, for yeah. hours, just driving, listening to music. That whole year in California was me by myself. Didn't have many friends in LA. Didn't make many friends, and just made music and zoned out and enjoyed Hollywood. Like I would just, I would, you know, I was coming from the desert. Like right. I, so I was like, this oh, is shit. big. Job. Oh, I loved it. Like Hollywood Boulevard. Also, this is a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, I did that for a year, and then had to come back because some family shit, and then uh, and then it took me about another. Until 2011, 12, I moved to South Central LA. And then in 2011, you were like, I love Hollywood and the scene so much, I'm going to South Central. No, yeah, yeah. Well, then my music, I started a band called Crime Kills where we were doing Game Boy Punk. We took Game Boys, modded them out, and then I would scream shit over it. And we started on, <laughs> on, on MySpace, some LA crews started noticing us. So we were starting getting booked in LA a lot. So I'd come back and forth a lot. And then one homie I had who lived, was living in LA, South Central LA, he had a couple houses. Aviation dried up for me because I was working on planes. And he was like, bro, come live in my houses, work on your music, because he saw it taking off for right. me. So he's like, come, come up here, live in my crib, rent free, work on your music and just see what happens. What do you do on airplanes? Uh, interiors. I used to uh, build the entire interiors, uh, remove it, install it, do mods. Yeah, like yeah. for like private people or 747? I started on You're not responsible for Spirit Airlines. We're right? <laughs> <laughs> just talking about Fucking that. Spirit. No. Fuck Spirit. Right. Fuck exactly. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I was working in Arizona. I was working on uh, passenger planes. And then when I came out here, again, I was just hanging out in South Central. And then uh, my buddy who I was living with, he ended up getting pinched and went to prison. And so then I was like, and it was wild. It was my fucking introduction to L.A. blew me away. I mean, South Central. It was like right. I learned fast. So then I was like, fuck this. This ain't for me. I need a job. Got online, started looking for jobs and found Gulfstream in Long Beach Airport. So then I went and that's when I started working on private planes and planes for like the extremely wealthy, man. I never... Is there? Let me ask them. Is there a, a whole aviation thing going on in Tucson? You know, it, it well. There's three big places. Yes. So a lot of contractors will come through Tucson. We do have, uh, we have Go, uh, Evergreen, Ascent, and then uh, Bombardier, which is a big one. They're like number two to Gulfstream. So yeah, because you know Sammy, Barkin, Sammy B. Yeah, who's from Tucson, Paul yeah. B. Son, yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents, his mom. They moved out there because her and her husband own, they buy used airplane parts and ah, sell them right. to airlines. Yes, That's their exactly. whole business No, out it's there. a good hustle. Yeah, yeah. You get the search. You certify. I knew a couple guys making uh, good music or money. When we when they would do uh, teardowns, when a plane can no longer fly, you come in, take it apart, and then you can sell those parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sammy B's kid. As, yeah, he's, he's a dope. great kid, yeah, man. I was really just on the dope. phone with him. Just his birthday a couple days ago. Oh hey, hey happy yeah. birthday, Sammy! Yeah, 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 yeah. he's dope. the best man. I love that kid. Dope. What um, what on? You were kind of also just starting to say some of these rich fuckers got some crazy oh, plans. Oh man, the, can you give us an, like an example? I mean, the rich, the nicest. I worked on everyone from Geffen, Spielberg. Everybody's playing, and I gotta say this: I'm not, like the most nicest plane I saw ever was uh, this Russian guy who ended up going to. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, last name is sure. Putin. Is it Putin? <laughs> yeah, yeah huh. they and they. Ended, he ended up going to prison, so the bank took his plane back, and we're, they, we fixed it up so they could resell it for 
money he owed, but he his playing was insane. What made it nice? Oh, solid wood floors, and then he oh. had his lighting system and sound system was insane. Because some people, it's like different. Like it's more luxurious. Like Oprah's was all solid white, and it's no just more shit. feels like a little home in there. Yeah. But then you could tell the guys who maybe own Vegas clubs, their plane was more like, hey, it's a party plane. Right. There's just titties yeah. coming out the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But uh, yeah, man, I just that's when I started realizing there is a lot of fucking money out. I mean, to buy a Gulfstream plane, we, they would build them and sometimes people would be like, okay, I, I don't want it now in, in the middle of the build process. <laughs> so then Gulfstream started saying, okay, you need to put a $5 million deposit down. And people would still, in the middle of the process, say, I don't want it right now. Maybe for business reasons, they're just like, I don't want. But my point is, is they're just throwing five mil away like that. Like right. in here, my school, elementary school just shut down. Like there's so much money in the world. You can just throw five million away and right. this world crazy. is still fucking like this. You right. Know? Yeah, it's dude. like. Because like, I think the planes start at 67 million and then they go up and up and up. And it's just, I mean, wow. we, there's like. You're breaking Sean's heart right now. He's just like. <laughs> now, is the Gulfstream a G5? Yeah, exactly. G5, G6. And I think there's a, a I think the G7 just came out. I've, I haven't been working there now for about two years. But yeah, yeah. That's the, when you hear the G's in front of it, that's the Gulfstream. And Gulfstream's like number one. It's like the Rolls Royce of planes, and then comes Bombardier. But yeah, I love that job, man. I really did. COVID shut us down, and then they closed the plant in Long Beach. And so you got certified in music in that thing, and did you also have to get certified to be able to work on planes? Was no. that like a tech thing, or you no, just no? What's crazy got is, in it? yeah, I mean, uh, my brother was already working there. And I owned a hip hop shop in Tucson, and then it we uh, I lost it, and I was just kind of all fucked up. And my brother was like, "Fuck this, man! You're gonna get a job." Because for up until I was, I was thirty, I was just bouncing around, not didn't really have a job. And uh, he was like, "Fuck that! You're coming to work with me." So he literally lied on the paperwork, and where I learned aviation was an insane place. It was like. They, my brother is a felon. I mean, everybody there, which was cool because they were giving felons jobs. But, I mean, the way they ran that place. I re- worked with a lot of illegals. We were raided by ICE constantly. So Damn. they kind of, like, you know, didn't mind shit. They did a lot of shit under the table. So my brother just went to his boss and was like, my brother has no experience. He needs a job. Hire him. So they lied on paperwork saying I had experience. And I just learned on the go. That's how I got so. Sean the job on this show. <laughs> Matt, did, is it, are the rumors true? Did you work and design... Uh, Soul Plane in the movie? No. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, don't. No, I fucked me up right there. No, yeah, that plane was wild. (laughs) All right, very good. So then the music, right? It starts to take off, and you get associated with Joker and Esteban. How did you meet Esteban? I met Esteban through Valerie. Valerie's a photographer, and they bumped into each other at a book fair. And she handed him some of uh, she handed him some of her zines, and he took a liking to her and showed her a lot of love. Took her under his wing, and t- they went out shooting a lot, and uh, just through that. And then we kind of met through there. I think he started seeing my name maybe pop up every now and then, and yeah. he's probably like, "Oh, that's my homegirl's man." Yeah. And then he hit me up for a, out of the blue. He hit me up for a dicky shoot and was like, "Yo, I'm casting people who've uh, never modeled before, so you know, I'm, you're one of them." And then we just you know clicked off ever since then and since then he's been last tour i just did joker made a shirt for me and we did a cross collaboration so since then he's just been helping me pumping my name in circles and just really valerie how did you guys meet me and nate yeah how did you meet a man with no face (laughs) yeah um i knew um hit and run crew who was like doing parties and putting out music and putting out their music 
So we just kind of met. Yeah, yeah. That. My band Crime Kills, when I was coming out here a lot, she'd be shooting shows and shooting uh. bands. So then she uh, came. And what's crazy is one day she came out to Tucson to shoot a tattoo artist. And she's like, yo, I'm going to be in Tucson. Hit me up. And then I'm like, all right, cool. And that whole week we hung out. And then uh. at the end of the week, my boy was like, just out of the blue, hey, you want to come here, you know, live in L.A.? And me and her haven't stopped hanging out since that week. So was that kind of like all part of the plan, Valerie? You just <laughs> laid it out there. You're like, oh, I'm going to be in town for a blah, 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 blah. That was it. I was in Valerie, LA. No come on. Way. It still took us a couple months of hanging out, even once I uh, lived in L.A. But and, what, and so, Valerie, when did you start doing photography? Uh, I learned in high school, so and, and you, then just kind of took a break and then picked it back up maybe like mid-20s. What made you want to pick it back up? I always liked to draw or do art, so it was just something to express myself. And so yeah. when you, what do you, kind of stuff do you take pictures of generally? Or um, what's your subject matter? A lot of like, just, I like street photography, so, you know, like, imagine like the, if I was like the kid sister of like, you know, like a lowrider guy, like because my oldest brother is into like cars and stuff. So that's kind of how I explain it to people. It's like going to car shows. and So yeah. you're kind of like the observer. Yeah. That's there <clears throat> taking in all this stuff while the other people that are actually involved yeah. in it are doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. And, do you, and so when you you engaged Estevan Oreo, you brought your zines. Mm -hmm. Um, did you think he was going to respond or what did you know? We met him at like a, a gallery show and I never met him before. I was like starstruck. Were I was you? Like, oh my yeah. God. Like I love his photos or whatever. And, um, I just happened to have some zines on me and I was like, I'm going to meet him. I just want to give these to him. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, here are my zines. And then he started giving them out to his oh, friends yeah, that, that were dope. there. And then he, Yeah. And uh, that weekend was like a L.A. book fair. So I saw him again, like at the book fair at the Mocha. And then he was um, he was like, you have more of those zines. And he was giving them out to people. And he was telling people like, oh, this girl's like up and coming or just he, he was saying like these nice things about me and my work. And I was like blown away like Dope. that he did that for me. And yeah, we've just been friends ever since. And that was like I mean, 2014. That was about 2014. Mm -hmm. And how did that help? Um, sort of get your work out there? Did it help? I mean, just a little bit because I think he started telling other people about me. Right. Like, uh, people would hit me up and be like, oh, I have this gallery. Um, Esteban told me about you. Not like anything huge, but just like, you know, he was kind of putting me out there a little bit. But, um, mm. I mean, everything I did was on my own. But he, he right, for sure not, helped like spread the word a little bit. Right, we all need help spreading the word. I'm yeah. not necessarily sure. saying that but, he I mean, created he your. That, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. He did that for me and like Nate. So we're just so grateful to know him. Right, and have you had some gallery shows? Yeah. And what was it? Nerve wracking your first gallery show? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first one was like, a, uh, somewhere in like. West LA and it was just super like fancy. <laughs> like, hey Nate, like, why are you yeah. laughing when I asked that? No, because I remember that one. It, yeah, it was With like real high. Yeah, it was real high. I mean, they they took us to a place. Then they had like a fundraiser. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, he because the guy that she was working with, he wanted us to see like high end art where people are raising paddles to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Her work's in there. So we are just bugging. We're and like, And I grew oh, up shit. in Wilmington, so it's like there's no 
you know, like art galleries there or anything. So it's like I never thought it was anything attainable, you know. And so for it to kind of happen like it, bless you. <laughs> it was just really cool. We must. Right. Yeah. So wait a second. So 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 you guys go up there and it's one of those snooty ones oh, with the paddles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like Great. what? And what were you like? Okay, I'm just gonna. Were people coming up to me like, "What's your inspiration?" And you had to like say a bunch yeah, of shit. Yeah, and I talk. had to. Someone asked me to sign something for the first time, and it was. Yeah, it's called an so, autograph. Yeah, it's called an <laughs> autograph. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I signed, but yeah, it Whoa. was just. I mean, that was super early on, so it was just like completely new and, and so nate was it impossible to deal with her after that was no, she like listen no. I, you open this door i no longer open doors i'm no. a fucking star nate yeah, exactly. sorry you don't have a face yeah. i do and this motherfucker they know who it is no yeah. no not at all like that she's always humble we- and back then like i guess i was doing more with like my art and he was more <clears throat> in the background doing his art yeah. at home and now it's the opposite right like, he's blowing up and i'm just kind of What's the doodling at home? What's the secret? What's the secret for? Uh, I'm assuming this is a romantic relationship. Yeah. Oh, okay. So can I assume that? I don't yeah, want yeah. to rough no, 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 Jesus Christ! I'm on the page and oh, not fuck. getting in no, trouble with these people. No, we, we live. We live. 2022. Together. I don't even know what pronouns to use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. right. Thank you. So you go by he, and, uh, hers, and <laughs> yeah, she, right? Fine, yep. okay. Yes. So, but the issue is uh, for creatives to be in a relationship together. What's that like? What are is there secrets to it, or is it just flow? How does how does that work for you? I mean, I I think it's a blessing. We love it. You know, both of us are creative types. We'll be painting. We'll be. She just tells me to write, or if I'm on my phone too much, she'll be like, "Yo, get like let's create." We're right now. We're both trying to live off of our art. We've only been doing it for maybe a year and a half right now, and I mean, it's the best time of my life really right now. I'm like, yeah, like. Not making as much money as maybe I was on the plane, but I'm so happy. So I think it's a great thing to have a fellow creative, you know, in the house. Because then they understand, like, you're... Yeah, yeah. That she knows I'm crazy. a weirdo or I'm I'm nuts, my little quirks and all that stuff. So, right. so it's perfect. Valerie seems a little weird too, right? <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. weird too, right, yeah, Valerie? That's sure. just it. We're both the same. So you both are just like eccentric artists just walking around the house painting and doodling shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, right? Or making Sounds music. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, there's always noise going on or yeah, something's always working. Right. And awesome. you kinda need another creative to understand that because like if I had somebody or, you know, him who wants to do like, hey, I want to settle down and have a family now. I, I need you to stop that music thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah. just, it, it wouldn't work. Well, that that sort of goes back to sort of what you're talking about in terms of the the environment where you grew up was blue exactly. collar and people weren't necessarily supportive of creatives because that's just not how they get down. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. No one I knew was rapping, making music as far as friends and then family. There's I have no creatives in my family. I mean... But guys would pull out a guitar and play like while well, the whole family's drinking. But besides Donna. That, yeah, yeah, oh, Donna. Yeah, no one's right. like trying to be a guitar player, trying right. to be a singer. They're just, we're just doing it with some beers or something. Well, what do they think now? I mean, you, I mean, it, it, listen, it's a big accomplishment to say we've been doing our art for over a year and we don't have the same amount of money, but we're, we are independent. Oh, I'm so grateful. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, what it, do they say now? They're, I mean, my mom's always been supportive and, and now, I mean, they kind of see it. Like, you know, I have some family members who were like hard against like get a job. I mean, my brother, God bless him. I mean, he's a creative too, but he's still like every week he'll hit me up and be like, yo, you know, you could come work with me at Northrop Grumman. He works in aviation. But I'm just like, I'm good, man. But uh, uh, I mean, it's I love it. I love it. What do you guys, especially for you, Nate, so the music is popping, 
right? In this environment that we're in now, so different than the way it oh, was. Oh, big time. What do you see as some of your strengths or the reason why people are responding to what you're doing? For me, it really, I mean, it started cracking off as for what I can say, getting noticed more is during the pandemic. Because I had a job and was a weirdo and was getting like way too fucked up, uh, I would only be on the internet. Well, all my other boys whore and all my boys who were starting to climb up the ladder and getting noticed, they were out at clubs networking. They were doing shows. They right. were. I had a job or I had a three-day binge, whatever it was. I would get offered a show, be like, no, I can't. Oh, it's on a Wednesday night? No, I can't. Or no. So I would turn shit down and only put my music on the internet, only be on the internet. When COVID happened, it shut the whole world down. And now everyone's looking on their internet or look, you know, looking at their phones. And here's this guy doing this crazy shit, making this weird music on the internet. I did a couple streams and that's when it just started really going off for me. And I, I think it was because of that. The right. internet, you know, as this blessing and a curse, you know. Man, ain't that a fucking thing? I mean, think about it, Big Lux. Like, before the pandemic, I mean, you didn't know the Did you plan the pandemic? <laughs> Are you the reason? Yeah, that's it. I tell people that I benefited from COVID. Sadly. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Nate's not necessarily thinking that there's going to be a shutdown in venues and then all of a sudden I'm going to have this body of work that people are going to get to access right away, right? Right. But at the same time, that is what happened. It's fascinating to me that goes back to your conversations with God and manifesting he's taking these actions putting stuff out there and all of a sudden now he looks like a genius right, <laughs> right? and Valerie's like oh, I live with a guy he's not a genius yeah. I can tell you that <laughs> But so, all right, so where is it taking you now? Like, what are some things that... Um, I mean, the right people are noticing me and, like, uh, uh, you know, getting asked to do some shows. And, I mean, not shows, but some streams. And then a label noticed me, so I did a one little record deal, just one, and that uh, took off, got some publicity, and it was just that. So then when COVID started kind of slowing down, I mean, you know, we were opening up a little. I started doing these punk shows with Dead City Punks where we were just you know, underneath the freeway or we would just, it would be a total free for all, come everybody come. And those took off this past year in LA. Yeah, I remember and we got turned on to them. Remember? Which ones? Dead City Punk. Yeah, yeah. those are my boys. Yeah. What up to yeah. Dead City? Yeah, I mean, you discussed it. Right. They're, I mean, the parties they were doing. So yeah. I, they had me a part of the first one at Lafayette and then the second one at Frogtown, which was the big one. And I mean, the last one they just did was big too, but the frog town was just monumental and, and that, that helped me again. So it was just this, the COVID got right people to notice me. And then as it started to go away, uh, I, it just got me in the right hands and we st I just went. Now, do you have an agent? I just barely signed to a manager maybe, uh, maybe six or seven months ago and a booking agent about six or seven months ago. And that, Daniel, he's been a huge blessing too. Since I got them, they got me narrowed down because I'm not a business-minded person. I suck Right, you're with a creative. She you guys are walking yeah. around it's, doing yeah, whatever. Fucking, we didn't know any of the business. Without her. No, but like, what was it like? With the, was the agent like one, like what you see like a stereotypical was like, all right, guys, yeah. come in here. We're going to make it glassy. Or like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No, no, they got it. He didn't ask to change nothing that right. I'm doing. I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I mean, definitely was like immediately just saw these things that, yo, yo, you're leaving money on the table and yeah, this, this, yeah. this. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Did yeah. he, does he call you babe and stuff? Like, hey, babe. Hey, babe, come on, babe. Listen, listen, I love what you're doing, kid. Listen, you're going to get up there with that mustache. We're going to make a big yeah. fucking balloon mustache. It's going to fly all over exactly, the city. Exactly, Was it like that? So maybe not as bad, but yeah, yeah, straight up. Listen, I mean, I've got these fucking drink cups. No shit, white suit with yeah. pleather shoes. Yeah, exactly. And a toothpick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
that's no. so good. All right, listen. Um, we didn't tell you we we're gonna do this, but uh, I'm gonna play a little. Do we, I got from YouTube. I've got a picture. It looks like of you. It says artist showcase. I could play that. that, that I got cool. you. It looks like you're an Uber driver and you're yelling at the <laughs> fucking thing. It's an official music video. Yeah. I could play that. What well, do you have a preference? Oh no, either anything you guys want to play. I always freak out listening to myself in front of people. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. why we like to do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, this is Nate No Face. He's in a. This is his official music video. Oh yeah, okay. He's in a car. He's staring intently. Some. <laughs> yeah, I was of, supposed to be an Uber driver. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Some yeah. kind of like emo picking kid. up the worst passengers you can think of. Right, weird emo kid comes in with a Modelo. <laughs> uh, he's trying not to judge. Here we go. Get ready. Death Proof Incorporated. Yeah, that's the guys who put it out. Nate No Starry Break. I mean, I gotta say, I like the, I like the beat. Thank you. This one's a little more synth funky, yeah. I like it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Come on. Oh, dude, you're about to go post it. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole concept. Just me losing and the song and everything. Punch in the ceiling. That's just losing He's got shit. weird Latin punks in the back. Yeah. Dope. Shut <laughs> up, Punk Rock Fight Club. Yeah. Hey, did you know all the people that, were they like friends? Yes. Yeah, I just, all my videos are low. That's probably one of my bigger budget videos. Yeah. But, uh, yeah the bigger budget home. video is, is just one camera of you yeah. just driving around. Before that, it was iPhones <laughs> and yeah. computer, the camera from my laptop. Now, I'm looking at something called Nate No Face Artist Showcase. Yes, that was the one that kind of popped for me during the uh, pandemic. Okay. People were and, trying to and, turn that into NFTs. and Right, and, it, and I see you. With your mustache and you're wearing like a black and white polo shirt? Yeah, yeah. That says USA, which is obviously ironic, <laughs> I would think. Yeah, I st that's, that's what makes me different from the punk scene and stuff is coming from where I come from, my group of friends. I wasn't, I love all music and I love punk music, and I, but I still stayed the, my style of dress. Like I'm not, I'm not wearing studs, you know, studs or mohawk or nothing like that. Right. My friends would be, I think I, once I wore skinny jeans and I was ridiculed in my crew <laughs> for fucking, like my boys don't play that shit. They're like, yeah, I mean, even some of my boys listen to my music and they, they, you know, these guys will kill for me, but they still don't listen to my music. I mean, it's homie shit. They're like, yo, your shit's too weird, man, but I love you. To I got to tell you, I did like that fucking break song. Thank I you, man. I do like that. Thank All you, right, thank here you. we go, here we go. But I'm a weird fucker, so there I, you go. Me too. All right, here we go. Let's, shh, artist showcase. Oh, yeah, so this is all a live performance. Yeah, you're like in front of like a giant screen with black and white images. Yeah, like, visuals by Val. He's playing the keyboard. Yeah. Like way better than Moby, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like white dudes behind you, like yeah, doing punk shit. Yeah, exactly. It's all the sounds that our idea of this was get all the visuals behind me that inspire my sound. So we got Onyx, <laughs> we got uh, punk, we got Look everything. Buck Owens back there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
Look at this, dude. He's fucking going yeah. crazy. Look at this mother. Now he's exhausted. You only did one song. You're already yeah. exhausted. What is that? Hey. Now look. He's like, all right. Yeah, a lot of head rubbing. A lot yeah. of head what are you saying? Uh, what do I see in that Something one? Something about an 808? No, DOA. Uh, what do I see when I see her face? Uh, start my day to the DOA. The light I see when I see her face, but I start my day to the DOA. It's like, is, you is know. Is that about Valerie? It's about, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the fuck up mess and she's like the sun. She is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like that. You better act right for at hey, least a week. You're saying all the right things good. right now. Yeah, she's the sun. Whenever I have an issue with a lyric, I'm like, what's that about? He's yeah, like, yeah. it's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. I like, said her, but it's about it's my muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't be analyzing lyrics no, like they got to let them know. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Them you'll drive yourself crazy. No, I know. What does yeah. that mean? What are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. Right, you just get revenge on your photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With those hot dudes. You're like, hey, come on, let's get into I'm the like, mood. Let's get those streams in and we're good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right. So then what shows do you have coming up, Valerie, that are... Valerie, I love that jacket. Where'd you get that oh, jacket? thank you. I got it from The Real Real. Really? It's like a a luxury uh flight jacket. Oh, yeah, yes, secondhand online. Really? Yeah. Is it a brand or yeah, you just so, found uh, it? Well, the website is the real real. Oh, I got to get um, that information. Philip Lim. Really? Was it expensive? No. I want to snake that idea right yeah, there. Yeah, it's cool. No, I mean, I'm looking at it, I'm like, bag. dude, I'm going to get on that fucking yeah, idea. Yeah, I like bombers, and then it's like Yeah, really it's a badass. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, it's I love, Excellent. I love when Big Lux fucking does a fashion shout-out like that, because like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people come through here, and he doesn't say shit, and then all of a sudden, he'll be like, <laughs> yeah, where'd you get that jacket? Nice. What is that? Nice. What brand is that? <laughs> come on, my heart. <laughs> nice. Hey, but what about that shirt? Where'd you get that shirt, It's Joker. Joker. Joker, yeah. Where'd you get that shirt, man. I'm gonna have to snake that. What is that? Is that a clown? What the fuck is that? Is it Joker? Um, Joker brand. Um, and what about you? Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm opening for Cypress Hill for the Haunted Hill on uh, October 29th is my and next. Oh, Psycho. actually, I'm sorry. I do Psycho Fest Las Vegas in two weeks on August 18th. And then after that, uh, Cypress Hill. Those are the two shows on my date. Uh, yeah. And that's like, like growing up, like Cypress Hill were the gods to me. Right. Are so. you going to smoke weed with Be Real? I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. But, you uh, probably can't. I you were just <laughs> at a cookies event and a fucking dude got smoked out that he 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 was standing straight up and down like he was like hey man i tell you hey. and then all of a sudden he just just <laughs> colla- that he just collapsed and there was a weed gun like oh, one of those shit. pvc pipe weed guns and they were blowing it into the oh, crowd shit. people were peer pressuring old blue eyes to take fucking <laughs> thc suppositories he was uh, like no no I'm- oh my god <laughs> he was like no 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 uh-uh, no i'm not Dope. doing that Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. 
Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, I'll get a panic attack. Right. Like, yeah. uh, so do you have any? Are you clean? What do you do? Are you a Modelo guy? What, I mean, yeah, I'm off. I'm drug free as far as I don't do the shit I used to do. I was real fucked up for a long time. Yeah, so, you yeah. can't make music like that and not be <laughs> fucked up for a long time. But yeah, now I, because of aviation, I, what's so crazy is, you know, I'm working aviation so I can do cocaine and it's out of my system in a couple of days. But weed, so I had to give up weed for the past 10 years. And so I started smoking again now that I'm uh, uh, not working and shit that now it's like back when I was smoking in Tucson, we're smoking shit that, you know, is coming across the border. Brown weed. Yeah, yeah. I did. So now it's like what these kids are smoking. I don't even know what to ask. I tell my boys who are really into it, like, what do I go ask? They're like, just get you a hybrid or I don't even know what to ask because I'll take a couple hits and then I like I can't smoke in public or I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll freak out. Like, what about you, Valerie? Are you smoking? Are you high? What's going I on? I just um, like gummies. Like, yeah. There's a brand There's that I like. Yeah, yeah. Just do you have CBD. it down to a science like you just uh, bite just, half a bear I do yeah well they're <laughs> they're little squares but yeah now oh. I'll do half and I just have it like in the Maybe evening like 20 milligrams chill. like that yeah, it's like yeah. CBD like and CB- well, you guys yeah. were, you guys should have come to the cookies party. That's dude, I was just telling them about it. The weed gun, everything. Oh shit! There was out. dude. There was grenades with weed in it. What? Exhibit was handing out grenades so with weed dope. in it. Yeah, glass grenades with weed. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah we had we had edibles. We had fucking pre rolls. We had cartridges. We had can grenades. We had everything. So dude, but we were handing out. We handed out two hundred and fifty gift bags. Each gift bag at retail was like 400 bucks. Whoa. Wow. So it was Sick. packed with shit, dude. Oh, dope. Dude, it was Yeah, ins- but next one we have, we'll make sure you guys are there. Oh, yeah. please. I'd come love on. to come. It was insane. It was so insane that I saw our friend Zoe. Yeah. He was fucked <laughs> up. The dude fell out. Yeah, that's I told him about the guy that fell out. That dude, See, I'd never me. seen a weed dude fall out before. Oh. Like, he was just straight up out. And then Too many Matt, dabs. They had Matt, a dab bar oh, there and shit. Manager Jeff came up and he's like, "That's what happens when you try to smoke with us. We smoke heavy. We <laughs> exactly. were smoking heavy. D was lit, yeah, bro. Yeah, he was yeah, lit, yeah. annihilated. No, she gave me a, a THC gummy on the plane." recently and it fucked me up i started panicking mid-flight taking my jacket off put my head in her lap the guy next to me is like what the fuck's wrong with this dude i was like i'm gonna die like you were like i don't think i'm breathing right exactly my chest my heart stopped my heart stopped i'm getting brain bubbles and valerie's like just calm the fuck down man i'm like trying to put on a movie for you right i was teaching chong and you were chipping you're like oh he was like, no. And I got like a crazy fear of flying. I mean, it's weird. What? That I yeah, yeah. But I mean, so that made it worse. <laughs> like, oh. I felt a plane bounce. Is the wing still on? Look yeah. at the wing. Is it still on? Straight. <laughs> I had a, I had one. This is like uh, maybe like seven, eight years ago. There was a, uh, it was when the, the edibles were really just beginning to get licensed and put out. And they had this fucking big ass brownie. And I didn't know that the brownie was a thousand milligram brownie, Whoa. right? Yeah. So you don't eat the whole brownie. You're t- that shows you on the back. But I'm not paying attention to that <laughs> shit. And I'm just thinking. Oh, you're big. I just knew it was no. an expensive brownie. I've I seen wanted you eat ones. other brownies. <laughs> and man, dude, I just one night I'd been up on meth, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to come down a little bit. I don't feel like smoking. Let me eat a little bit. And I just fucking started eating the brownie like it was a regular oh, brownie, shit. right? Hey, dude, like. I ate like half of this brownie. So it was like somewhere around 500 milligrams of fucking. Dude, let me tell you something. 
And I've done what? fucking a lot of PCP. Wait, wait where were you? I was at my mom's house. Okay. Oh. What? Yeah, I was at my mom's. What? And, and, uh, and fucking, dude, I, 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 I was like, my heart stopped. I was looking <laughs> in the mirror. I'm like, how am I still conscious? My heart stopped beating. No. But I thought, like, it was so bad. And I'd done fucking heavy, a lot of heavy drugs in my life. I've done some shit. This shit, for like a day and a half, I didn't know where the day and a half went. And it was so <laughs> bad that I was on my hands and knees begging God no to make shit. this stop. Oh. It like turned into like, it was way worse than any kind of oh acid piece of It like so wild. much more intense, bro. See? And uh, I just like, for a while after that, I didn't eat any edibles, <laughs> man. I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah, I, yeah, like I overdid it. it. It's fucking, it's gnarly. Yeah. THC can really fuck you That's up man wild. oh yeah. when you smoke it like you, it hits you you know then but though when you eat it you don't know when it creeps up on you and no it's like, it's almost like you, you forget like exactly i forgot like i ate brownie and i was wondering <laughs> like what's going on why is this happening like i didn't Dope. put two and two together you know <laughs> what do you think valerie these lightweights no, <laughs> i get it she got respect like, for that yeah, shit huh no. yeah exactly yeah well um um, so what about your guys's, so Estevan then heard your music after he saw your photographs? Yes. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah. They were friends for a yeah. while. Still I was actually together. trying to push him to, I was like, oh, you should shoot Nate. He's probably like, ah. Uh, he was like, ah, <laughs> but you're shooting him. And I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, I'll leave it at that. But then he kind of, uh, you know, I think he was just hearing more and more of his music and then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's it like being a model, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. The only one time for Esteban. And I mean, yeah, it was cool. Esteban makes it feel cool because I'm a, like, you know, having camera on me or I get anxiety. But he's like, you know, he makes it feel like just a homie shooting you. And it's just all fun. The first right. one was, yeah, the Dickies. I think that was the first time, only time ever I've been paid to actually, you know. Go yeah, he shot. did a shoot Palladium, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Where Palladium. it was like in a studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I forget. Wait, it's and it was more popular than I thought. <laughs> no. But good, it was Stephon's like a good. Stephon's good at shooting people that are not assuming, not professional models. Oh yeah. right, okay. dude. Right. Right. Like, he is shoot dudes that you're like, you look at the photo and you're like, yeah, that dude's not trying to be a model. Like he's no, right. capturing and then the this guy's amazing, yeah. essence of who he is. You know, Dope. you get why he's shooting that person, right? It's not because they're a model, you know, right? Or right. Perfect, or you know, that's I think part of Estevan's attraction is that uh, he's got an eye, a certain eye for what he's trying to accomplish. He's trying to bring out more of the essence of who that person is, so, more yeah. than what they just look like, you know. And I think he has Does a it. good way of yeah. accomplishing yeah, yeah. that. He's you know? like the master sure. of portraits. Yeah, he really is, man. Yeah. He gets into the feeling of the person mm-hmm. and conveying what their 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 whole vibe or their whole energy is through a photo valerie what is what are you master of in terms of photography and and do you use color black and white what's your philosophy black and white um yeah and i i i throw some filters on my um camera so that it has more of like a soft effect so it's sort of like the opposite of like these like very highly detailed you know black and white photos that you see a lot so um what's your philosophy those dope tricks when the she shot a one of my music or videos where I, I did a funk record where I sample funk and screw it down. And uh, she put a gem. We were at the L.A. It was a car show. And she put a gem in front of her camera, just like actually held it. 
And uh, uh, it made the whole thing look like a kaleidoscope. It was dope. She finds weird ways of like not even using something that's an instrument it's for like a DIY camera. Effect yeah, we're all about shit. DIY. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and and what about so where does so listen all right let's stop fucking around <laughs> stop fucking. their pad's probably interesting huh you go to their no, no. oh you go to their pad there's yeah. probably like a hole in the middle of the front room <laughs> filled with like sand and fucking no. weird snakes and shit no yeah. not come at all. on bro no, no, don't she lie keeps, she keeps like a house still feeling like you know a regular and that's what I like about my I were, I'm literally recording in a closet probably the size of from here to hear that's what I recorded and then her workspace is in her closet I guess so I like that you come to our crib and you wouldn't know that two artists live there but then you op- start opening certain doors and there's gear and pictures and paintings and stuff hanging right Who's I like that she, who so so but but what I was kind of interested to find out is so on the one hand you're the shy dude right you're yeah. like hiding your music and you're like ah. But then on the other hand, you're with a photographer, you're fucking on the internet, you're getting filmed, and you're actually making music that's going to get noticed, because it's not like all the other shit, Yeah, the, right? Thank you, yeah. So, so, uh, so you are an oddball in a weird way, right? So some people might say you're like maybe a genius low-key publicist for yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I did kind of... Before everything started going viral, me being on the internet a lot, I found a way to promote myself good on the internet. I'm no master of it now, like people doing things on TikTok. I got buddies who went viral and went gold off of them playing TikTok, right? But, but what is, what? maybe I should ask Valerie, what do you think is going on with Nate where he's got a message and he's got something he's trying to get out there, mm-hmm. but then he's also got this other part of his personality which is maybe feeling self-conscious about doing that? What yeah. is that? Um, well, I think with like Instagram, he can, you know, it's like he can type all these things at home and he, I don't know. There's it's no just, person why, that, why are you self-conscious? It's my uh, real question. man. I mean, I don't know. I've never, I was always, like you said, the weird one, the oddball amongst, uh, amongst a lot of alpha males. So I was always like the weirdo. I was never the alpha male. So I don't know, maybe that. And the, yeah, I never shared my music. So I never, it wasn't till late that you start getting people telling you it sucks or something, which I don't trip on i mean it music is subjective but mm-hmm. it's still it's like for so long i didn't deal with, it's really the internet made it easy for me to throw something on there and not hear someone say they didn't like it or something so it some made, would say the opposite some would say those comments are brutal and i, I went people try to kick me off the show oh, every man. day bro I they're get like get rid of chumahan that motherfucker's no, abrasive I've, oh it's the that's now a thing you're right it's the worst comments <laughs> ever but in the earlier days it was in my space people weren't saying that you right. know i mean it it was it, that started coming all the mean shit on the internet, like Facebook era and stuff. No, but I guess I so so. All right, parsing through what you said, it sounds to me like your self consciousness or not wanting to appear to be blowing yourself up or drawing attention to yourself is part of a survival defense that's, mechanism. That's a. When you're around a bunch of alpha males who are trying to compete all the time, you're not necessarily trying to compete with them in their lane, but those guys don't always know that. 
Right. And so if you pop up like whack-a-mole, they're just going to fucking pound <laughs> you down. So you're like, I ain't trying to do all that. I'm just doing my little weird thing in the cut. That's probably a dope analyst. Yeah, that's that's probably it. I mean, uh, uh, which goes along with no face. Yeah. And that's how the name really came about as I just knew I was always hiding it. And like, I, and then I, I was doing hip hop and making beats, but then I would always shy away and do some really weird shit. Like I would try to sing or, you know, I would sample the I just love music so I would do weird weird shit that I knew would never get played in the circles I was from so yeah I just kept it all to myself and I think that kind of messes with you a little bit you know if you stay in a lot right and then so then so how would you explain describe whatever your art I mean what are you really communicating or attempting to get across uh, I mean, it's. I just love music. I love playing with frequency. I believe in that. I, I, Why? I, I just, I don't know. It came from probably as a child, because you're right, no musicians in my family. Move, movies that would have music probably messed with me. And why I ended up life, liking it so much, I really can't say. But I just, I love music and I love all styles of music. And I want to do all styles of music. And that's my thing is I, I'm a... I don't like purity of genres. I don't like people saying, you only listen to this or you only listen to that. And I want to make it all. I want to make a country song. I want to make a rap song. I want to make a punk song. And I want them all to sound honest. I don't want you to hear it and go, oh, that's a rapper making a rock song or that's a rocker trying to rap. When you hear it, you believe that, oh, fuck, that dude's probably... You hear a punk song and then you're thinking the guy's going to come out with mohawks and it's me. Or you hear this song and you think, and I feel like, why can't we make all these songs? I'm everything. I can make a country song out of Uncle Road Bulls. I can make a sad song. I've had my heart broken. I've cried. I can make an Valerie. angry song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can make a rap song. It's like, I feel like we shouldn't be pigeonholed into genres. Like, we should be able to do what we want without, you know, the whole get up. Like, I think that's what trips people out is they see me. Guys hit me up all the time and be like, like, bro, I never thought I would like that style of music until you did it. And now you're seeing punk shows with a lot of guys in just L.A. hats and T-shirts. And they're just they're not doing the style of dress, but they're enjoying the vibe and the music. And I think they when they saw me, they're like, oh, shit, I can dig this shit, too. And, you know, it's I like that. Old blue eyes. I saw you do an old man grimace agreement. <laughs> like, what yeah. was that? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Nate's saying and uh, it definitely feels very central to, to you know, I've, I've been on my own musical sort of adventure Sick. here. And it's very similar to yours. Now, let me ask you this. Like, when you're doing the MySpace thing, you're making music in your bedroom, what what were you trying to create? Like, what what were you following and trying to create? I, I guess my whole thing is I always wanted to, I mean, again, I wanted to be a, a musician and singer, but I don't know music. And since my earlier background at that time was hip hop, right. I was like, I don't, I don't want to rap. I'm a big nose, half Mexican, half Jewish kid in Tucson. It, shit was not, you know, no one was getting signed in Arizona back in the 90s when I was making rap. So I start finding these other bands and I'm like, I want to make that music, but I don't know how to play a guitar. I don't know how to do that stuff. So how can I make a punk song or a, a rock and roll song with a sampler? And so I approached making this music like a hip hop artist would. I would sample things, chop them up, and then just do weird shit on it. Sing, scream, everything. So this is sort of where the, the idea of like not fitting into a genre comes from, right? Exactly. It's like the frustration kind of of not being able to like... Exactly. That was it. Yeah. And saying, I want to make it. 
and I'm gonna make it, and I'm not gonna make it the way you guys say I should. Like, right. you know, you guys want a band, I'm gonna show that I can make a punk song with that. Man, that's so cool. And, and that really, there's something about Los Angeles. There's something about like, you know, Los Angeles has always been like this epicenter for like very kind of on the cusp of like just bizarre and I new am, scenes and like new exactly. genres. And dude, and for you to be here and doing this, it's, it's fucking Oh, it's, it's crazy, I mean, you know? it's the theory of a shark can't grow, you know, in a smaller tank. In Tucson, it's like you, I literally, I remember in elementary singing, seeing a crew of, uh, Mexican black kids and Mexican white kids and one was screaming rap sucks and one was screaming rock sucks and then it literally turned into a brawl and I think it was maybe elementary junior high but I was watching this going damn I like them both right. like and so in Tucson it wasn't like that and then I'm learning like cities like LA I mean you did I mean I remember when I first saw suicidal tendencies on the box in Tucson I was like oh shit man there's guys who make music like but then look like us like I didn't right. in Tucson it's so you're one way and then she started taking me when I she was shooting backyard punk scenes and I would go and there'd be an eclectic group of people there. So then I'm like, oh man, LA's dope because there are people who love everything here and there are people who are willing to you know it's more open than you know, backyard Tucson, you know, where we're all in the desert and right. just, if, yeah, you, if you're a weirdo in Tucson, you really stick out. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here you can be like us, but then still open to other things and not like Tucson. What was, so who do you think, or what was maybe an artist that you've come into contact with where you were like, man, they're doing something that I like really respect or that is, you know, what, I aspire to somewhat be not exactly because obviously you're your own thing, but is there anybody that you've you've come into contact with like shit? I mean, I don't. I mean, nothing comes off you know the top like. But I mean, there's different artists who were like the kings in their genre, like screamers for synth punk, and that's what I've been really categorized with a lot. But then, uh, like everybody's just a master, and then I just try to uh, incorporate it all. I've never seen nobody, and not to say this shit about me, but I've never seen nobody doing what I do. Like where my lyrics would be subjects you would find in a rap song, but yet the frequency isn't a rap frequency. It's a punk frequency or even a goth frequency, but I'm still telling my story or the story of my people and my what I've seen and grew up with. Let me ask you this. Have you noticed any like newer artists coming up that are doing a style very similar to yours? Oh man, I mean, I'm grateful. I'll never, cause I've, I kind of just blended it all together, but, and I'm sure there's artists doing that. You know, I believe there's someone doing it that maybe I didn't know about, right. but uh, like Rafa from Prayers, he was making Cholo Goth, you know, and I didn't know of him and he didn't know of me, but we we're kind of doing something in the same vein where, cause my Crime Kills punk music was all like, narco stories of stories I knew of people by the border so it was elements in my punk songs you wouldn't find I feel like that's what Rafa was doing we didn't know of each other so it was happening but now it bugs me out and I'm grateful for this you can go on YouTube and you'll find beats that say Nate no face type beat and I'm like what because I hate my beats I'm like dope. why would anyone want to make my beat I've always feel I'm a writer vocalist first I only make beats because no one will make what I hear in my head and now I'm seeing it I was just with Fat Mike of No Effects, and he's got a group coming out that's doing synth punk or doing this collab of like rap and punk, and I'm seeing people really kill it now and killing it better than me in a way. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm honored to see that. Have you been approached by any uh, video games to... Yes. Like what? Well, I had my song in a, a cyberpunk video game. Cyberpunk 2000 or 20, 2077. Right. Yeah, the one with Keanu. Yeah, I have a song in there. It's not like on the actual soundtrack, but when you're driving around the city and you're listening to the radio, so like GTA, yeah, you my song will pop up. Dude, old blue eyes just busted in there. That's what he, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, would love. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? No, placement is what yeah, I... Dude, he, dude, old blue eyes' perfect thing would be... It's not even necessarily known that it was you necessarily. It doesn't have to be. But your beat is in the background piece of a video game. Oh, oh it's dope. dope. I, yeah, it's sick. I just love... Right blend of fame and anonymity. Exactly. exactly. You're going to get there. Just manifest it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you listen to the last show? That was dope. Yeah, that's that was awesome. Dope. I, I was just coming across uh, just on that. I was listening to this TED Talk where people... Uh, speak on genius and outside things coming into you like uh, uh there i guess back in the day artists used to think that when they they wouldn't call themselves genius they would say a genius helped them with their art so it's an outside source coming in it wasn't until later that we started calling artists genius but back in the day they would always say nah it's god that helped me create that like painting. a muse exactly like some an outside entity helped you make that and i fucking dig that like, you know, you, everything we do is just, we're just grabbing it out of the universe. Like, you know what I mean? Where you just vessel, you show up to work every day, you make your music or you do your painting, you do your art. And every now and then, God or the universe will give you that dope song or that dope poem. Right. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. Yep. I don't think right. any, any of the, the ideas I get are coming from something higher than me. Exactly. I, I just get that if... If that's the vision I received, yeah, that that's the that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly, like that's the go ahead. Like if I see it, then it's supposed to happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen it. Exactly, and, but it's definitely coming. That's been given to me to go make happen. You know, I really believe that. You know, yeah, yeah. They, I was. They were saying like, oh, back in the day in Africa, when someone would be dancing, and then all of a sudden they would get in the zone, like they were killing it. The whole crowd would start to scream, Allah, 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 meaning God's doing that they're killing it and then i guess that uh transferred over to Allah to Olay and uh, uh from like spanish dancing so it's like they know like certain people respect that yo you're killing like when a football player someone's in the zone it's like god it's like the universe hmm. you know you still have to do the work to get to that point but then god like works through you real quick uh, man absolutely I've, I've i've had some times where i was sharing and uh I just I feel like I got out of the way. Stole. Right? I stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got out of the way. And then I'll start speaking and then like people come to me and be like, dude, See? bro. And I'll be like, I don't even know what I said, bro. <laughs> like I that know. wasn't even me I up there. I love that. That was like I was being channeled through at that moment in time. I was like you say, I was just a vessel and God exactly. was like, you know, and that's really what, going. I love I, that. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely believe that, man. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's you know. they, like genius. It's a derivative or genies from that. It's like the genie in the bottle. It's like the genius was this there for a, a glimpse. You know what I mean? And then it's gone. Yep. It's dope. And then it'll come back. Yeah. I yeah. You got to keep showing up. Exactly. Keep, that's got to stay on path. Exactly. And it'll happen, dude. Exactly. I think too many people take off, man, before, uh, leave before the miracle happens or, I don't you know, don't that. trust or fear or you know, I think it's important to, you know, I, I use Esteban as a great example of like, I know a lot of people that are, as we've grown up and they were like, Esteban 
was 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 doing photography and there was a long time where his photos weren't accepted he wasn't making a lot of money he was but he was committed to it and other people in the circle would be like oh i'm a photographer now they'd be like this photographer for like three or four years try and cash in and then now they're oh i do clothing you've been a photographer forever <laughs> i do clothing now and and they do that for oh now i'm doing this other i make this and a motorcycle fucking engineer guy now and <laughs> like all these things and then at like you know 40 they're like dude i don't get it man i fucking can't i've tried, I've tried a fucking but there's a lot to be said about somebody who stays on the craft or whatever it is and i think that the only way you stay on it is if you're passionate about exactly. it exactly that's what keeps you through the ups and downs exactly that's if you're in it for something else that's gonna wear down oh, after man. a couple years and the first big stumbling block you hit you're off to exactly. the other shit. so you know if it's a real passion because those people are finding they're passionate about it. they're mm -hmm. getting the juice out of it whether it's blowing up or not they're they're stuck exactly. on this thing yeah. that they do is what they do you know and um i got a guy that he's a fucking plumber bro and he's been a plumber since high school and he had a lot of hard times hard times by the time he was about 40 because he's the plumbing guy and everybody knows the plumbing guy every job every, and now the guy's like gazillionaire See? guy with the biggest plumbing business See? because everybody when they think about plumbing they think about Dope. it because he stayed on it you know exactly. what i'm saying now jokes on everybody else you exactly. know and i think it's 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 really uh it's really important in apparel that's how it's been for me in apparel and and, and different people that I see that just stay. If that's your thing, that's your thing. You're going to stay on it. You're exactly. not going to be bouncing around. And no. if you are bouncing, that's why I tell people, man, fine. Stop trying to make money. Start, start trying. Stop trying to make a, a paycheck and start trying to make a life. That's you know? it. And, yeah. Uh, I really, really trust and believe that, man, that that's how it works. No, I believe that. That's, I mean, I was, that's why I try to tell people, man, I'm so passionate about this. I was making it, never sharing no, it to no one. It could all go away now. I'm going to be making music till I'm 80. I right. was, I had a job and like, I wasn't really trying to pursue it because I just love doing this. I can't see me without music. I can't, I can't. And yeah. I'll just do it forever, and I'm not doing it for a goal at the end. I'm just having fun, and what comes will come, and what doesn't don't. But I'm gonna still be making music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. That's that's. I mean, shit. That's the only way to live. For I me, mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's for me. That's what the show is. Dope. For me, this show is my dad calling me motormouth my entire life. Dope. People tell me I talk too much. Everybody fucking, not a single person in my life doesn't think I talk too much. Right. And I'm like, fuck it, that's my <laughs> that's art form. Dope. Exactly. That's my art exactly. form. I'm yeah. fucking ask questions and fucking exactly. talk shit. That's what I do. And it is an art form. It is. For real. And that's all I'm like, fuck it. And I'm gonna record it for You got many uh, talents. Well, <laughs> that's your I love passion. Your, I, I love your writing, Stop man. it some more. I love See, your poems. Your I love your poems. I've been a fan for years. He I think might, I even He likes your poems because they're silent. You can read them, yeah, he doesn't have to hear this yeah. voice, this great. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, a lot of people say that. They'll be like, I like your writing, and da da da. And, but the thing to me is the writing and the show is talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still ward, the power yeah. of words. The power of words, right? Right, which sure. is what bummed me out in conversations with God. He's like, the lowest thing is words. And I was like, oh, man, no. that sucks. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but maybe I needed to hear that. That's in the way that he communicates with you. Nah, but you know what? I got that's so much. That's what, no, he, that's in the lowest way he communicates with you. 
He told through manifestation, it has to go through thought and it has to go to word. He says either you got to speak it or write it. Exactly. Then to the action. I hear exactly. you. But but my word. You better trust the. Uh, I am the scholar on that book, bro. Stop <laughs> I am. To come I'm in with this no, book. No, no. One night audio book. Fucking <laughs> sped up the one point seven five. Yeah, that's, that's how tell I hear me it. about oh, the no. motherfucking my Bible. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> kick you out of your fucking mouth right now. Listen. But, but my point is, is like when I hear stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's important for me to hear because my the word I named the book conversations, yeah, right? But right. it's all about the word. Exactly. Energy. But my point being is that it's important for me to hear all the different um, wisdoms on language or words. All right, yeah. because my thing, it wouldn't matter if. The next thousand books said words are bullshit. I'm still going to talk a lot of shit and write a lot of shit. That's just how what I do. Of course, yeah. So I'm not concerned about that as should I keep going or not, but also being skillful with it. That's something different. Hell yeah. Right? Be more skillful. Absolutely. I love the fact that you write. I love Kev- like people like Kevin Bish and people that understand writing, dude. Like That's, like, that's something I look at. Like I love. I can't commit to finishing this book i try and overwrite and be perfect in my writing but somebody that can eloquently put words together and you're good at that oh, uh and, and can convey something in a couple sentences exactly is to me like unreal i, and I mean like kevin bish's stuff like fucks me up i'm like i read i'm like how do you do that exactly. shit? <laughs> he's like i went to school for a long time you know <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah exactly you're but you do, Shumahan, you you are But for me talking, communicating words, right? Well all that stuff, that is where I live. I've yes. always lived there. Yes. Yes. Whether it's informal conversations or whether it's like whatever. So No face. Uh Nate, give us uh give us a rundown of uh, I want my listeners to of course when we post we're gonna tag at all that so your information is there. But let our guests know. Um, where they can find you, and do you have any upcoming shows, or yes. where are you going to be at? And uh, give us a rundown. Right on. Thank you, uh, uh, Nate No Face. Just at <laughs> Nate No Face, spelled N eight N O F A C E on TikTok. It's Nate No Face Music on Instagram. It's Nate No Face. And as far as shows, I got a Vegas festival that I'm doing, Psycho Las Vegas, in two weeks, August eighteenth, and then I'm doing Haunted Hill with Cypress Hill, Everlast, and Fishbone. On October 29th at the Hollywood Palladium. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, wow. That's a. Big that's gonna one. be dope. Yeah, I'm so excited. I so think excited. that's uh, what Sammy hit me up about. He hit me up about some Cypress Hill thing coming. Dope. up. So I'm gonna find out about that. Great. Why don't you give us your input too? Give us your your hookup for uh, the Valerie. listeners. Valerie. Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Valerie J. Bauer, and. Um, yeah, I have like a link to my big cartel where you can buy like some of my zines, and that's it. And I don't have DJing. a website. She's or DJing at well, oh. Psycho Las Vegas. We're a oh, DJ yeah. duo called Kids in Love, so we're DJing that. Dope. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, she's what? always been a DJ, so but yeah. Yeah, no, like, is that right? Before I dove into like photo more, I was like. Strictly uh, vinyl. DJing a Dude, you're bit, like but... a you're like a female version of Mike, <laughs> except like yeah, better looking, a lot better looking, <laughs> right? But yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. great. All right, cool. Dude, Valerie, Valerie, is a generally a feminine given name from the French Valerie. 
<laughs> Which means valiant. Brave. Dope. Valiant. Dope. No, I asked my dad. I was like, what? What? Where'd you come up with that? He was like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. I a James I Dean a, movie. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah. No it was right next to Victor. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Valor. Valor. Well, That's dope. Excellent. All right. We got anything for our fans? Big Pick Mike. Big Pick Mike. Mike Angelo Photography. Bionic. Look. He's got our uh, He's got uh, that uh, bionics sound, right? right? He'll be your freakazoid. Yeah. yeah. Big Pick you Mike, know. he'll be your freakazoid. It's covering the visuals. Uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. Uh, check out our summer capsule drop just released yesterday, so check that out. Go to www.jokerbrand.com. Oh. Please. Dot com Please. as well. Official right. Joker brand. Um, uh, Cookies SF. Uh, Cookies Los Angeles. Big shout out to Vibes, to Burner. Big shout out to the Soul Assassins, Estevan Oreo. Um, another shout out to Enzo's Pizzeria in Listen. Westwood. Yeah. Man, thank you for all the vegan subs that you sent over today. Delicious. Right? Salads. I mean, catering. Fantastic pizza. <laughs> Um, uh, pulpo beard oil, right? Official beard oil of the Amish. Remember yes. that? Yes, Calco. Shout out to Calco, our and, showrunner. Yeah, and shout out to Instagram Jesus. Yep. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, my yep. brother! Thank you for all yep. you do. Birthday month. Mm-hmm. And then Ovana Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best the legal representation that money, money can, can buy. Sean at. Movemental.media. Sean. For all your. Sean at Old Sean at Old Navy. Sean at Old Navy. Coming to a video. Sean at Irving. We're highlighting it. Sean, I worked the parking lot at Mervin's. And I'll park your car. He worked at Round Table Pizza. You worked at Mervin's too, though, right? No. Marshall's. Oh, yeah. Sean, I worked at Marshall's in the back in the dressing room department. Ah, the cologne. Half price. Hey. Proto episodes. Proto episodes. Art of War. Art of War. Coming soon. The LA Crime Mixtape. Book of Five Rings coming soon. Marshalls coming soon. Marshalls, half off Cologne, Dracar <laughs> coming soon. Hey, <laughs> <A>, and. <laughs> and. And. Old else? Blue Eyes coming to background music in a video game near Don't you. I'm seeing Thank a collaboration. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a collaboration. I'm with it. I'm like that, it. you guys are going to be docking. Thank you, Nate. No face. Thank, Thank you for so coming much, on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Val, Thank for coming you. on the Thank show. You. Great so having funny. you guys. Like we do about this time. Adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. Thank you, guys. Do something. What's so funny? Like I'm here, like I'm a clown. I'm here to amuse you. Listen to the hard luck show, motherfucker. What's so funny? Like I'm here, like I'm a clown. I'm here to amuse you. This is Schmitty, and I like saying, "Put for beard oil." For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.